Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches, an expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. It is episode 52. Um, today I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to go back to doing a few Q&As. Um, I've asked this week for a lot of you guys to send in some questions um, and I have more than enough to go through. Um, so I'm going to get through those and get through a few of those. I'd like to pick out a few actually and talk in a little bit more detail rather than to do loads and give you half-ass answers. <clears throat> so I'm going to do that. But first of all, I want to say congratulations again to everyone who is getting started with their New Year's resolutions, their New Year's goals. Um, having New, Year, New, New Year's resolutions is is helpful for some people. I know some people feel like um, you shouldn't wait for January 1st to start your goals. Um, I believe that, but equally, I believe for me, it's not necessarily about my goals going forward. It's more about assessing the year that I've just had and trying to learn from that. So the way I put it is the last I the last six years, I've been the last maybe five or six Christmases, I've been in the United Kingdom and or leading up to Christmas and I get ready to go back to Ireland and I go back to Ireland spend some time with my family like I did this year and it's a very good time for me to self-reflect and I'm from a really rural part of Ireland um there my nearest neighbor is a long way away um so for me to go back to that environment is a massive culture shock having been here but it makes me humble, grateful um, to realize how far I've come, you know. So when I go back and I leave London and I go back to the sticks, um, there's almost a sense of pride. I'm always quite proud of what I've been able to achieve, not because I'm great or et cetera, et cetera, just because I work bloody hard. Um, and going back and, you know, seeing old faces, uh, where I went to primary school, you know, the, the church that I used to go to, um, all of these different things when I go home, it really kind of, it really kind of sets in that, you know, I've actually done some pretty cool shit in, in you know, I'm still in my 20s. So it's a really good time for me to self-reflect for that reason. And also, of course, it's coming to the end of the year. So what I did this year for the first time is I got a big A4 page and I wrote down January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And I did a paragraph on what I learned from each month and what I did. Um, fortunately, I think I traveled um, abroad at least once in every single month. And I wrote down the experiences, the people that I met the countries I'd been to, the amazing things that I'd done, um, the lessons I'd learned, um, what I what I managed to achieve, 
um, what I didn't manage to achieve or maybe some of the things I was frustrated with. And once I had done that for every single month, looking back on it, it was crazy how much stuff I managed to jam into 2018. And it just really motivated me to go, listen, this is just one year of my life. Imagine what I can do next year. So I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying that's the first time I've done that. And it was really, really beneficial. So, you know, when it came then to January 1st, I wasn't so much about what I want to achieve in 2019 as such. It was more reflecting on how far I've come in 2018 alone. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to buy my first property, to finish my PhD, become a become a doctor, and um, loads of other amazing things business-wise, you know, tripled in, in the space of the year. I met a load of amazing new clients from traveling. Um, I managed to reconnect with old friends, old clients. Um, and it was about reflecting and then going, you know what, how can I how can I better myself now next year or what's next for me or where do I see myself in another 12 months? So that was really beneficial. Um, in terms of New Year's resolutions, of course, I made, let's just say I set goals. I set goals all the time and I set my goals for 2019. And what I did is I divided them into four segments. Um, I have physical goals, how I look, how I perform, um, you know, what I weigh, my lifts, etc. Of relationship goals, um, family relationships, friendships, um, you know, romantic relationships, hopefully. And I had a quadrant for business, um, where I see the business in a year, um, the financial success of the business. Uh, my goal is to double it this year. Um, again, which it is more than doubled every single year, which is pretty cool. Um, so that was a goal. I wrote down specific targets I want to hit, how many lives I want to help um, serve and change and educate um, in the space of obviously 2019. Equally, the amount of businesses I want to help grow. Obviously, a lot of you guys will know that I do a lot of business coaching. I've got a mastermind and our academy where we help um, for example, the academy is generally for um, people who want to compete, do f- do a photo shoot for the first time or continue to do shoots to aim to get on the cover of a magazine. We've got one client quite close, um, but also within the academy, we help people grow their social brand, their who they are, their identity, their business, you know, PTs, online coaches, competitors, athletes, um, But then in a little bit more detail, I have a mastermind program where I really work one to one to completely transform someone's life by showing them how I was able to create such a business um, with very little um, and help them grow and develop on a on a lot more intense basis um, over a, you know, a, a three or six month period. So my goals for for that are obviously to help people grow businesses. I've got a target of of, of the amount of businesses I want to help um, and serve and add value to. Um, And then the fourth quadrant is just a property um, quadrant, which is something that I've got quite interested in. And I have goals to secure two more properties in 2019. So I've divided them into those four quadrants. And I, I would recommend for you to divide your goals into segments. Um, different aspects of your life that you want to improve or achieve or grow strong in. And then within that, be specific with your goals. Be really specific. I want to help 4,320 people this year. 
for an example that's that wasn't mine but um i would like to think i i would help more than that believe it or not um we managed to help a large number of people every year which is such an amazing feeling um but be specific with your goals so for those of you guys out there who have already started already written them down congratulations and i hope you're well on your way if you haven't it is not too late it is never too late to set new goals um i would invite you all to have short-term and long-term goals. Of course, you know, for these, I'm talking about yearly annual goals, but there's no reason, you know, I, I set goals on a, on a daily basis, sometimes on a weekly basis. And, you know, I want to hit this in the gym. I want to lift this on this lift today. Um, by next week, I want to weigh this much on the scales and I want to be pretty happy with how I look. I want to read X amount of books every week, etc., uh, etc. Et so please, if you're going to take anything, regardless of whatever the questions are after this, set goals, set targets, you know, instead of dreaming, start achieving. Um, and the best way to do that is really by putting it down, writing it down, saying it over and over again, what you want to achieve. I've such a massive belief in, um, you know, what you say you're going to achieve and what you write down. It, it, it really does become real. So, so yeah, questions, Q and A's. Okay. Let us get started. So the first one is, Chris, um, what would your go-to meals be when cutting? So I spoke about this recently. You know, I struggle to grow. I really do. I struggle to grow because uh, fortunately or unfortunately, whichever way you look at it, I have a very, I don't have really have at all an emotional attachment to food. Every now and then I enjoy food, but generally food is food and I, I eat for function 99% of the time. Um, if I have sushi and I'm going out or I happen to be on a date or whatever it is, I may indulge and in, pick something that I, that I like. But generally speaking, I eat for function 99% of the time. Now, that's great when it's, it comes to cutting because I don't crave foods. It's very rare that I crave food. Um, however, when I am growing, it's a struggle to try and get all this food in. So my goal to my go-to meals when cutting... I can go long periods of time without food, um, long, long periods of time. And when I'm cutting, I walk 25 to 30,000 steps every day. I train twice a day. Obviously, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, my my job, my life um, allows me to do so. However, when I was doing a PhD and I was 14 hours in the hospital, I was still walking that much. I was still training twice a day. So there is no, there are no excuses. There really isn't um, a client of mine who will remain nameless when I put a bit of pressure on this client to say, dude, I think you can, I think you can do more than what you're doing right now. You know, and he said, oh yeah, well, I know you can do it, but you know, th- this is your job. Like, what would you be without the gym? And I was like, I would be exactly the same person. I didn't say this to the client and it's bugged me. I probably should address it. Um, but it's bugged me because I would be the exact same person as I am without the gym. I would still be able to help add value to other people or, you know, um, I still have a doctorate in in an e- extremely lucrative area of science. Um, I'll be lying if I said that didn't hurt me. That cut me deep. That cut me deep. Dude, if you're listening and you remember this is about you, but we need to have a chat. But the point is, yes, in a way, this is my job, but that's not the excuse as to why you can't train twice a day if you want to. I'm not saying you need to, but if you want to, there's no reason why you can't. There's enough hours in the day. 
And if there isn't, you can make it. If there's anything that I'm quite good at, it's finding time to do shit. Um, you know, if it's making business calls or doing plans on the treadmill, I've done it. Trust me, I've done it. Whatever it is that can save time. When you're in a hospital and a lab for 14, 15 hours a day and you're trying to run a, a global online business by yourself from your bedroom and training twice a day and trying to get on the cover of magazines, you you find time. You you create time. Like you create it somehow. If you really want something, you will make it work. Period. No buts, no excuses. At the end of the day, it's bloody hard work that will get you there. So I try, I'm probably a little bit too easy on my clients. I know I play good cop too frequently, but the reality is if you want it, go get it. Um, when it comes to cutting, I go get it. Like I will walk 25, 30,000 steps a day. I train twice a day, physical and um, resistant training. And I will stay quite strict on my food. Um, my go-to meal would probably be, as boring as it sounds, is when I'm cutting, I, I don't eat that frequently. And when I do, I'll have a salad and it's a plain salad. It's, you know, I'll get one of the things, and I'll give you a tip. One of the things that I really screwed up on, um, you know, getting on the cover of magazines and getting doing all these shoots was I wasn't getting enough veg and I wasn't getting enough fiber and my gut health has suffered. So one thing that I do now when I'm cutting and I urge and invite a lot of my clients to do is to fluff up their meals and ensure they get their micronutrients in and ensure that their gut bacteria is healthy first and foremost. Make sure your sleep is good. Now, clearly, when I was doing all that stuff, I wasn't sleeping that well. I was lucky to get five hours. That being said, there's no reason why, I mean, I mean I'm not condoning getting five hours, but when sometimes you need to make a sacrifice, and that was a sacrifice I made. In an ideal world, you would have a little bit more sleep than five hours, of course. Um, but yeah, that'd be my go-to meal. My go-to snack would probably be nuts. So you can get nuts anywhere. You go into a Starbucks, you can get a little bag of nuts. And to be honest, I think they're 60 gram bags. I would have half that bag and have half later on. So what I would do is I would get a black coffee or little little diet trick for you if you're listening write this down either an almond or soy whichever you prefer milk latte get regular if you're going to starbucks get regular almond or soy milk latte and get two pumps of sugar-free vanilla syrup and two pumps of sugar-free caramel syrup and it is absolutely insane and extremely low on calories. So that was a little diet hack of mine. So I would go, I would get my regular um, soy latte or uh, almond latte, whatever it was, and I would get a bag of nuts and I would split the nuts. I would have some with the coffee and I would have some later on. And then I would have, you know, my, uh, my chicken and salad. Granted, my protein probably could have been higher when I'm cutting. Yes, of course it could have. Um, and if I was hungry, I would increase my protein and just have more salad that they would be my go-to meals and snacks, to be honest, probably a lean meat, um, white fish, chicken, whatever's easiest. Um, fortunately in the United Kingdom, we can go into a Sainsbury's or an Aldi or a, um, an Asda or a Tesco and get pre-cooked chicken in a packet that can be relatively cheap. It works out in some shops just as cheap but very much, well, it depends, right? Um, obviously, you know, you go in and you get chicken breasts. It can be um, a little bit cheaper, but when you factor in the convenience, it was easier for me just to get um, pre-cooked chicken, throw it into a salad bowl, off I go. 
So dude, to answer your question, they would be my go-to meals. If you haven't tried that coffee, check it out. Um, a second one, a little sneaky one for you, is little Starbucks hacks. Um, is my pre-workout of choice in a Starbucks would be a double espresso and a splash of almond milk, a very small splash. So I asked for a double espresso in a slightly larger cup. You can get um like a, a, a slightly larger espresso cup and I'll put a splash of almond, almond milk in there. I'll put some cinnamon, I'll put some um, sweetener and off I go. That is my perfect pre-workout coffee. Right, <laughs> starting off workouts. Chris, what would you choose as your starting off workouts for a beginner? Now, first of all, I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to pull it back a little and go, what would your training split be? Now, first of all, if you're a beginner, I would recommend you ease into the gym environment. I have a huge amount of clients who have started this year. They've been my clients for some of them two years, and they have only just started in the gym this year. So to answer your question, do you need to be a gym goer and do you need to go to the gym to be on one of our programs? Absolutely not. However, generally does help of course um some of my clients would prefer train at home or they're lucky enough to have a home gym or equipment at home and that is perfectly fine however it would be more beneficial generally speaking although i get some people would prefer train on their own or else finances don't permit them to be able to afford um, a coaching service and to be able to go to the gym so you do not need to go however there have been a huge number of wins this year in the spearman fitness um group environment um, on our closed Facebook group where a lot of clients are joining the gym for the first time and what we would do with them is first of all we would ease them in three or four sessions a week maximum and generally it will be an upper lower split I would I'm not going to give someone a bro split like arms one day legs one day chest one day back one day because realistically if you're starting in the gym you only need a small number of movements that are probably a little bit more compound, maybe upper one day, lower one day, two rest days, and then an upper and a lower, and then a rest day. Um, generally speaking, that for me would be the perfect split for a beginner, three or four day split. If it's a three day, I would say maybe upper, lower, upper, or lower, upper, lower, depending on the female or male, um, or what they wanted to do. Or I would have an upper, lower, and a full body. Um, generally I try and split it up or lower that's just personal personal choice um, but trying to get clients or people used to specific exercises that they can do over and over again in terms of progressing their skill level um, is important so I will pick specific exercises that I feel for example now going to the workouts what I will do generally speaking because I'm an online coach, of course, unfortunately, I cannot be there with you in person. So I will try for a new, a newbie or a beginner to pick exercises that are quite easy to do, generally machines. Now, the reason I'll say that is because the chance of you getting injured on a machine drastically decreases because generally there is only one plane of movement. Whereas if you have a dumbbell, of course, you've got three different... Um, three different axes that you can move the dumbbell in um, and obviously with a with a barbell generally speaking it is the same so general well it should only be two if you're doing it right with a barbell but you know what I mean so 
generally speaking, I would say machines where possible. I Do I believe the machines are best? Not at all. However, they are for a beginner to get used to the machines and to get them used to activating specific muscles, of course. And it's quite foolproof, especially from an online coaching perspective. Very often I'll get a lot of my clients and I have some clients who have personal trainers. They still come to me to help them with their nutrition um, and their, their metabolic flexibility and getting them back into shape in terms of eating. Um, and often what I will do is I will create a training program that I think is uh, maybe a little bit more advanced than machines. And I will give that workout to them and I will ask them, let's just say it's a four day split, five day split. I will suggest that they get a personal trainer to go through each of those five sessions with them and then they give it a go by themselves and hopefully if the personal trainer is good enough he will be able to show them correct form and they can practice that then over and over again in their own time it takes time though you know i mean i've been going to the gym for a long time and you know even even my technique's not not near perfect on some on some exercises so it takes time it takes a lot of um skill execution um, takes a lot of obviously you know coordination etc etc some people pick it up quicker than others that is just natural um, so yes let us strike that one off starting off workouts um, so that's kind of generally what I will do with things for the most part I try and stay away from bro splits to be honest because I feel like the frequency of training is better so and and this comes to the next question which is uh, Chris what is your current training split so I'm going to answer this one and it's quite mine is actually an upper lower split believe it or not what I did a year ago was I literally broke everything down you know nutrition supplementation um, training everything and I basically said I'm going to start from scratch you know And, and that's such a very typical Chris thing to do is I will go listen let's just take a step back let's assess the situation and let's start again um and I took a step back and I I basically said to myself listen I need to start off and get my foundations right and my fundamentals right and I think a lot of us um guys in particular have a bit of an arrogance or a bit of an ego when it comes to the gym we think we know everything we think we know exactly how to do it. We don't need a coach. We, we we don't need to learn. We know how to do an exercise. 95% of you out there, guys in particular, 95% of you out there are doing shit wrong. Are doing shit wrong. 5% of you guys are, are pretty on the money with most things. 95% of you are doing things wrong. And 90% of you guys won't listen or won't ask for help because you think you know it all. The truth is, I will train with anyone and I guarantee you, I will learn something from them. Every single client that I train with, I will try and take something from them that I can implement myself because nobody is perfect. Nobody knows it all. And we can always learn. Um, I've been like that all my life. I've been like a sponge with information. When it came to education, when it came to university, when it came to my PhD, my master's, everything. The more I can learn, the better I can become as a human being, the more value I can add to other people. Um, And if you go into it closed minded and think that you know everything, you're screwed. You are just absolutely screwed and you're a very frustrating person to be around. Um, So I literally broke it right back down. I said, listen, I'm going to do an upper lower split until it ceases to work for me. So I literally brought it back down to basics and it's still working for me. I'm still working. I'm still growing. I'm still improving. I'm still increasing my lifts. 
So I will do an upper, lower, well, so <laughs> I, I'm supposed to do an upper, a lower, a rest, an upper, a lower, and two rest days. But that does not happen because I normally just roll it through. If I feel I can train, I go train. I will, I probably need to take a few more rest days. However, if I feel I can go again and I've recovered enough, um, I go again. You know, I've, some of you guys will know I was um, a semi-professional athlete almost, um, you know, I say almost, was close, I was close um, from a young age in, in athletics and, and rugby. I've always been extremely well conditioned. I've always been an athlete. So my recovery level is quite high. Um, even when I went over to Tampa and trained with Ben Pokolsky, it was one of the first things he said. It was, how do you feel after yesterday? And I was like, to be honest, dude, it was it was excruciating yesterday, but I'm good now. And he was like, I thought so. You're an athlete. You're going to recover quick. Good. Now, and then he smashed me again. And, um, you know, it was, it, it's that sort of level. I'm lucky. Uh, but if you're out there and you're sore after, don't worry, don't stress. There are two things that will help. One, get your nutrition right and on point. And secondly, keep doing it because your body will adjust, your body will adjust to whatever, adjust to whatever stimulus you apply it. Um, so just continue to do it. What you will find, and this happens girls mainly, when you guys go to train, you will train first time in ages and you will smash it and you'll smash glutes and then you can't walk for five days. And then you attempt to go back into the gym and it's still a bit sore. And then you jump off the wagon and then you hop back on two weeks later and then you smash it again. And every time you smash it, you're, you need five days off because your body's not conditioned. So high frequency training, train, for example, upper, lower day off, upper, lower day off, upper, lower day off, and slowly increase the weights, slowly increase the intensity so that your body builds up a tolerance and a resistance to the stress um, in a good way. Of course, if you built up a complete tolerance to stress, then you wouldn't grow, you wouldn't break muscle fibers, you wouldn't improve, but um, you get what I'm trying to say. So my current training split right now, so I'd set up an upper, lower, and then upper, lower. I've got upper one, upper two, lower one, lower two, and I alternate. So for example, I will have, um, my upper is broken into four push, four pull, and my lower is broken into two quad, two hamstring, two compound, two calf, okay? So four exercises, two sets in each, literally just two sets. First set is six to eight, heavy, like really heavy. And the second one is a back offset, 12 to 15. And don't think it's a back offset because I only back off 10%. I still try and get double the reps with 90% of the weight. Now that sounds tough because it is, but I am not willing to go, oh, okay, it's only the back offset. I'll drop the weight all the way back down because it's that set that you really grow. It's that set that I really need to chase. So I'll drop it down. So for example, to give you guys numbers for those of you guys who maybe percentages aren't the best, I will, let's say I will bench, just for argument's sake, 100 kilos for six to eight reps. Then my next set, I wanna go 12 to 15. I will drop it to 90 kilos only, drop it by 10 kilos. 
So I'm basically lifting almost the same weight, but I'm trying to do double the reps. And that's what I do. Um, Of course, I will warm up quite well. I will work up through the weights. And then once I write down and I log all my lifts religiously, I will know what to go for the next week. So when it comes back around, I'll warm up with a light weight and I'll put the weight on the bar that is slightly or marginally higher than last week so that I get a PB every single week. And that's what I do. And then on my lower, like I said, two quad, two hamstring, two compound, two calf. Um, And then obviously the difference between upper one and upper two is I will vary the exercises. And then the same with lower one and lower two, I will vary the exercises. And that's how I roll. Upper, lower, day off, upper, lower, day off, continue, continue, continue. Today, I trained legs. So just to give you a little bit of a breakdown, on Tuesday, I trained legs. Yesterday was Wednesday and I trained um, upper and then today was meant to be a rest day but I trained anyway and I trained lower and then tomorrow will be upper and I'll probably train upper again. So I will take a rest day of course, I probably need to take more Um, but if I feel like I've recovered, I'm going for it. You know, the more frequent I can train, the better. The more frequent I can train when I'm trying to grow, the better. So that is my training split right now. Um... Five important points in becoming an online coach. Now, this is actually from a mastermind client of mine, Natalie, who is doing exceptionally well. I'm really excited to see what we can do. Um, I think we're two weeks in. She's got 10 weeks left. Um, and it's one of those things. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's what I say. So obviously the fee was X amount. I'm not going to say how much it was. But what I said to her is on our initial consultation before she decided to sign up, I said, one of the questions that she asked me is, she said, Chris, how can I guarantee that this is going to be a success for me if I go with you? And I said, I'm going to ask you a question at the end of the first of our 12 sessions, the first session. And I'm going to say, do you think, so let's just say it cost her X amount of pounds. I'm going to ask her only one call in. Do you think that you have earned or basically the value that she's gotten in that one call will equate or be able to make her back the X investment that she has made for the whole 12 weeks. And I said, I'm going to ask you that question and you are going to say yes. That is how I know this is going to be a good investment for you. And she smiled. And I don't know if she believed me at the time, but exactly that at the end of the first call I said Natalie do you think this call will be able to make you back your 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 investment for this program of x pounds and she smiled and she said yes so basically if that's the case we now have 11 weeks of bonus to try and build upon that so and the truth is she in my opinion got got a lot more than the X pounds in the first call because she's we're only two weeks in and she's already flying off. She already knows exactly what she needs to do. I'm not just saying that because, you know, I think I'm great. I think I have a gift for envisaging what will be a success and finding a niche that people will be able to run with and then being able to bring that to market. Um, I think that's a skill. It's what I've done with my business. I know so many people in far better shape than me. I know so many people who started off with a silver spoon in their mouth and have 
thrown everything into you know growing an online business and they've not been successful i am fortunate that i have a few strengths and one of those is been able to do all of those things to make a business thrive um, and make a business successful and i'm really passionate about helping other people so that is exactly what i try and do on mass my clients so the, the to, to answer your question the five important points now it obviously depends what form of online coach you are firstly add value so this is before you become someone's coach i think you know if you're posting online on your social media for you to require or or to get clients you need to post value you need to give people a reason to follow you you need to give value it's so important you know i started off um posting topless photos of myself going oh you know uh, sign up for a program drop me an email and realistically okay people liked following me or, or or they happened to think that i looked okay with my top off the truth was i wasn't adding value i wasn't educating i wasn't showing people how educated i was i wasn't showing people that i can help change lives add value show people your intelligence okay first and foremost secondly you need to understand the social media game um these aren't in order by the way you need to understand the social media game you need to get whether it's youtube whether it's twitter whether it's facebook whether it's snapchat whether it's instagram you need to know your platform you need to know how it works you need to know what people do you need to understand like why people swipe away from stories you need to understand what engages people you need to have a good understanding of the platform that you're going to use but most importantly you need to pick the platform that's most likely going to snag your perfect client now what what do i mean by that if i wanted to ta- if i wanted to target younger people i wouldn't be on facebook i would be on snapchat if i'm in the fitness industry and it's very visual i would be on instagram if i want people to buy into me and create a cult i will go onto youtube if i want to give out educational content and inspire people and give people a bit of food for thought i will pick a podcast so you need to be smart with knowing your social media platform and knowing how it works and picking which is best for your niche now most of you guys are in the fitness space so you know that instagram is massive instagram is paramount um but it doesn't mean that you can't you know obviously cross-pollinate there's no reason why for example if you're listening to this podcast i guarantee you probably heard it or found out about this podcast from my instagram so there's no reason why you can't cross-pollinate between social media platforms but you need to be strong on the one that you know that your perfect client is going to be now that brings me on to number three you need to know what your perfect client is every now and then i if i want to post something every time i post i think in my head who is my perfect client who am i speaking to right now i envisage what that average or or perfect client is that i want to speak to and i will create a caption or i will even this podcast i'm talking to right now obviously this is a business question so i'm speaking to potential mastermind clients of mine who want to grow an online business and i will think and envisage i'm speaking to that person and you need to be very clear who that person is you really really do you need to be clear about 
what they want, what they need, what their problems are. And you need to be able to speak and add value to that person. You need to. It, it's vital. It's key. Because um, if you don't know, you know, if you, oh, I do weight loss for weddings. I do bodybuilding shows. I do um, metabolic correction. I do vegan. I do this. I do that. I do everything. You are, people will look at you and they won't really know. You need to niche yourself, really. And you need to know what your perfect client is. And that is massively massively important. Number four, I'm going to say is an abstract one, but I think it's massively important. And it is something that I have learned massively through my struggles is on social media, you need to be real and you need to be vulnerable. People need to know that you're not a robot. They need to know that you're not just perfect in every way, shape or form, because everyone has struggles and everyone wants to buy into someone that they can relate to. If you're unrelatable, you are goosed. You're done. You're done. I'm trying to not say the f bomb as much as 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 probably the last few podcasts. Um, you need to be relatable. If you're unrelatable, it's quite difficult for you to do well on social media, and it's quite difficult for people to buy into you. It really, really is. Um, it's very important that you, if you're go- if you're having a shit day, let people know. Let people know. That being said, you don't want to overdo it and you don't want people to think that all you do is bitch and moan and complain. Now, I've got some friends and I've got some friends and people that I know quite well and they're online coaches or personal trainers and all they do is bitch about the wrong things that other personal trainers and online coaches do. Now, guys, I get you're frustrated that these people are making more money than you. I get it. But you bitching is just showing people that you're bitter. It's just showing people that you're not as successful as these people because if you were, you wouldn't be speaking about them. So there's a difference between being vulnerable and just bitching about people. Oh my God, all these coaches doing this with their clients. It does, Who cares? Focus on you. Focus on your route. Focus on your goals. The more you bitch about other clients, number one, to me, as soon as I see that, I feel like unfollowing and some of these people are my friends, so I can't, or people I know because I don't want to oh, dude, why do you want to follow me? Because all you do is talk shit and talk negativity about other coaches that are doing better than you. Focus on what you're doing. Focus on what other people are doing right, not what they're doing wrong. If you do that enough, those clients that are going to these shit coaches will be going to you, not them. So that's massively important, but be relatable. Be relatable, but don't bitch. (laughs) Be relatable. If you're having a shit day, let people know. If you're going through a tough time, let people know. But also show people that you can get over it. Show people that you're strong enough to come through. And they'll relate too, because everyone wants that light at the end of the tunnel. Everyone wants someone that they can look up and be like, wow, you have been through all this shit, but you're still standing. You know what? I like you. I like you. You, You've got drive. You've got determination. I want to be on your team. I want a bit of what you have massively, massively important. And number five is for me paramount with anything. It's to have guidance and accountability. Now, I'm not just saying this to say, oh, join my mastermind, join my academy. No, not at all. I have business mentors. I have physique mentors. 
I have emotional mentors. I have a lot of people in my corner that I seek guidance from. But holding ourselves accountable to someone else is probably the most valuable mistake that I made in the first four or five years of this whole fitness stuff is thinking, coming back to the last question, um, you know, about... uh, guys thinking that they know everything but I was that person I was like oh no, I can get lean I can grow muscle I can do this I can do I'm fine I'm I'm doing a PhD I know what I'm doing okay Chris but you need a bit of guidance you need a bit of accountability you need someone to bounce ideas off for example with Natalie she's got an idea she messages me we talk about it we discuss you know I think last year I was fortunate to have I think 15 or so mastermind clients Obviously, it's, a, it's an expensive high-ticket program, but they've done exceptionally well. A lot of you guys will know Charlie Johnson, one of my best mates. He was my first mastermind. I helped him initially grow his business. Obviously, I was his first coach, physique-wise. I also happened to be his first business coach, business mentor. Um, and look where he is now. He'll make quarter of a million this year, for sure. For sure. Absolutely for sure. So, you know, I'm really I'm really proud to see people do exceptionally well, but they, everyone, every body needs guidance everyone needs to be accountable success leaves clues success leaves clues and if someone is successful they're doing something right and okay it's an investment you need to invest in a coach you know whether it's to get you in shape whether it's to grow your business the difference if you want to grow your business in getting a coach is you're paying x amount for the knowledge to make a shitload of money (laughs) So for you turning around and giving someone, you know, a few thousand pounds to help you grow a business and you go on and make six figures in, in, in two, three years, you might not make it in the first year. I know some of my some of my um, clients who did, but, uh, you know, Charlie being one, um, but you'll definitely make it in years two or year three. So if you're paying a few thousand up front, if you can't see the value that that will have to be able to earn six figures in the future then you shouldn't be in business in the first place. So find someone that you can be accountable to, find guidance, um, and just someone to bounce ideas back and forward with. It's massively important. Now, the final question I'm going to answer is, I'm laughing because I know what it's like. I've been there. Um, what should I do for for a low sex drive when cutting? The reason I'm laughing is because, guys, listen, if you're listening and you've been shredded, you know what it's about. You know you know that this happens. Um, women too. Women too. You know, I uh, obviously clients, friends, um, girls I've dated in the past who were competing or were dieting extremely, you'll lose the sex drive. You know, for me, you know, when I get really, really lean, the last thing I want to do is have sex. It really is. Um, you know, as a guy, of course, you know, it's 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 difficult to say no, let's say. But um, it is quite common when you are dieting for a long period of time that your interest in sex decreases. Now, a lot of that is due to obviously your, your hormones being a little bit all over the place. Your body's also trying to conserve energy. Believe it or not, your body is a pretty intelligent little thing. A lot more intelligent than we realize. Your body wants to conserve energy. Your body realizes that it's probably not up for a few hours of, of marathon sex and you need to conserve energy. Um, your hormones have downregulated. 
um, obviously your testosterone will be drastically depleted if you're um, obviously an unenhanced athlete um, and it, it can be quite difficult you know it can be quite difficult some for very often if clients are um, you know we've got couple some couple clients that compete uh, you know I know various couples who have dieted together for the same show and the last thing that you know they care about is is having a, a sexual relationship in and around that time um obviously from personal experience when i get quite lean it's quite difficult um but yeah you know it's it's normal first and foremost dude it is normal what can you do probably not be in so much of a bloody deficit um obviously you can there are different aphrodisiacs that you can take um you know it's it it's important obviously to put a lot of these into your diet anyway i think it's important for any relationship or if you're single even you know well it depends sometimes if you're single you're better off um having a low sex drive but um it's important to probably have some aphrodisiacs in your diet anyway and it's something that we implement actually believe it or not because you know happy client um you know happy client in all aspects it's important um you know, a lot of our a lot of our clients are married or or have partners, and obviously it's important to keep everyone happy. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, we don't want you looking amazing and being miserable in all aspects. You know, whether it's eating food, whether it's a poor sex life, whatever it is, it's important. So, dude, first and foremost, it is normal, my friend. It is normal. Um, just get used to it, or you know, add some aphrodisiacs in. Um, there's a long list of those. If anyone is curious as to what those aphrodisiacs are, drop me a DM. Um, there are loads of things that we implement in um, to your nutrition. Small micronutrients also make a massive difference, um, etc., etc. So, guys, I'm going to leave it there because I think those are some powerful questions, you know, um, with a, a, a decent span um, of topics. If you guys have any questions based on those, I, you can email me, of course. I would urge you to DM me. Um, I say this a few times. When someone online tells you to email, not to DM, question why that is. Question who's answering their email and why they don't want to reply in your DMs. Personally, I want to talk to you directly, whatever it is, whether you want to join a program, whether you want to see if we can help, whether you want to tell me about your sex drive, whatever it is, I don't care. If you want to contact me and you want to message me, get to me directly. My phone is in my hand all of the time, almost. Even when I'm sleeping, I sometimes fall asleep. Slide into the DMs. If you are curious about programs, then send me your goals. Send me where you're from. And please tell me how serious you are. Because I for 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 some clients, I will decide to take them on myself. If someone is not 110% committed that is just not going to happen. We need to be selfish. We're at a point now where we're lucky enough that we don't need to be pulling clients in and taking money. Money is not what we're about. Yes, it's amazing. Most of you guys will know I don't spend it on anything. Um, I live a very humble life. Um, nothing extravagant. The only thing I will spend money on really is is traveling to meet clients, to add value. Um our sole goal is to help educate and inspire and to get some banging transformations. And if you're not fully committed, it's not going to work. If you're not fully committed, we would prefer you not come to us genuinely because it just does. It's just it's really we're it's quite difficult as a coach to 
let's just say there are some potential clients who they think that all they have to do is send over the money and the transformation is done. You need to put in the hard work. If you're willing to put in the hard work and you want to see amazing results, drop me a DM. Guys, have an amazing weekend. Um, I hope your week has been awesome. Obviously, we're halfway through January. Have an amazing weekend. And as I say at the end of every podcast, guys, make the most of today. Make the most of this week. Make the most of this weekend. Whatever it is you do, it doesn't have to be working your ass off. It doesn't have to be in the gym. It can be spending some amazing quality time with family. But whatever it is, don't waste it. Make the most of today. Peace.